Welcome to the Tufty Club, a podcast about Sheffield United, named after its former manager, Chris Wilder, who is, of course, nicknamed Tufty and no longer works for the club. If you've never listened to us before, then expect poor analysis and opinions based on nothing but just what pops into our head. Sometimes we talk about United and the matches. There we go, giving us a professional opening. Well, so, but what happened while you were doing that professional opening? Andrew just walked away. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought he just, this isn't us. This is nothing to do with us. We, he's gone. I nodded not not off. <laughs> nodded off. We've still not got a theme tune, a name that doesn't make sense, and the sound quality is probably appalling. But we've got three people on today myself, Dead Bat, joined by Mark. Hello. And back by no demand whatsoever, Andrew. Hi everyone, you're right. What, you better what be on it. To, what brings you here, Andrew? I just got a, a, a bit of spare time in my diary. I thought I'd come and see you two, have a beer, got some pizza, haven't we? And I thought it's a bit like room. You, one, you, it's a bit like room one hundred and one tonight, isn't it, for United? So it I thought be, this is a perfect be. opportunity for us three to be really positive about the club. What, what are you eating, uh, Andrew? Incidentally. Uh, I was going to come home and cook, but we got lazy, me and my wife, and we just ordered from Cutlery Works, this pizza place. I've just got a margarita and a veggie pizza because she's pregnant, so she can't eat all this extravagant stuff. So we've gone basic. But it's good. It's good. I'm not going to... I don't know if to go in now with a pizza comment because it is, it's foreshadowing what we're going to talk about, but I'm going to save it. I'm gonna, if, if we run out of things to talk about later, I've got a, I've got a pizza comment. Bacon pizza, the action. What have, you had, what, what have you had for tea, Mark? Oh, we're doing what we've had for tea. Um, I have had, which I cooked, I started cooking this morning, and actually harked back to something we talked about probably that last night out we had. He walked off again. I bored him with my tails <laughs> of cooking. Or maybe he's that disgusted with himself that I managed to cook him, a former professional cook, couldn't be asked. Um, I did a veggie chilli, because we talked about you struggling with veggie meals and stuff, and... Uh, yeah, I've stuck in it slow cooker this morning. Cooked it while listening to um, Living with Maidley, which I think we're going to touch on podcasts later as well. But I did listen, I've been listening to that and it is brilliant. You know, Roy from Blades Pod does it and it's really funny. While I w- cooked it while listening to that, banged it in slow cooker, had it for my tea. I'm not veggie, but it's, you know, it's nice to have non meat every once in a while. Lentils. No, just various beans. It's gonna be awful. Yes. It's gonna be awful in my bedroom in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> well, what are we all? Uh, what are we all drinking, incidentally? Because I'm. I've decided to. Uh, I've not drank since January the first, and I've I've cracked open a, a two thirds. Um, they do these great beers where they, they kind of bottle them. It's a local Thornbridge and Astrid, but it's if you look. Obviously, no one can see this, but it's got pictures of Crucible Theatre on it. Oh, very nice. It's yeah. not a bottle either. You just said they bottled it. I think. Well, you know what? Put it in a can. It kind of runs into tonight, but I think I've finally come to the opinion that the ale industry is just all about the, the cans look great, but actually they don't taste brilliant. Hang on. <laughs> You're getting your foreshadowing what we're going to talk about later, aren't you? Yeah. No, no, but there are some good ones, but most of them that I taste, like I, I had some of that subscription from Beer 52, and I had one. Oh, that's full, full of herbs, and it was like it was this foraging beer. And it was like just tasting piss and shit. Was that your free beer 52K, or did you accidentally leave it running in that wee second one? <laughs> I, the, no, I, I, 
I never, I never, I never stayed in it long enough to get the because they did themes every month, didn't they? I never stayed in it long enough to get the piss and shit theme. Like, <laughs> I wish I had now. No, this is actually the second one. So I was probably the only person that's ever carried on the subscription. No, no, no I did. I fell into the same trap because the first one was free and it was nice oh. as well. They were all really good beers in it. I really enjoyed yeah. it, and I thought ah, these deserve a bit more of my money. If I do it for one more month. I'm still winning because it still works out, you know, a quid or two a can. They're winning a bit. Everyone wins. Second one came. Not only was it cack, it was like our fulfilled order and some broken cans and stuff. So they basically kept me on the line. I was like, I did another one and another one, and it was just appalling. I'm aware you on that one. It was like, my wife said, God, they look cool. It was like, I drank it. It's like a pint of sprouts. It was just. (laughs) Horrendous. <laughs> so I, I what are you drinking listen. tonight, though, Andrew? I'm drinking the highlight of lockdown, uh, Menabrea, which co-op, I think, stocked early on, like this Italian beer. It's beautiful. Yeah. Crispers no, I've, had it, I've had that before. It's Crispers really a peach, good. did you say then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peaches aren't crisp. They are in my world, mate. Come on. Mark? Um... I've gone simple, like myself. I've, uh, I've I've got a Brewdog Punk IPA, which you can't, you, you know what you're getting with that, don't you? You can't yeah, go wrong. Yeah. And, I, and I've dressed up a bit, it's okay. Well, I changed my T-shirt. I've put on... For the NBA benefit of the jam. listener, he's wearing uh, his wife's dress. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm wearing an NBA jam. Remember the old computer game? Awesome, uh, yeah. with what With the two characters on it are not two players. It's not Jordan and Pippin. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Dean and Hoyle. From White Man Car Jumper, it's got the ratings on it, so speed, three pointers, dunks, and defense. Uh, it's the anniversary of White Man Can't Jump today. Fantastic film. It is did I say song. something on mute then, or did his voice cut out? <laughs> no, it is a, it's a. I loved that film as a kid. Uh, I love Snipes and Harrelson. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. I thought you said Dean and Hoyle. It said yeah, Dean and Hoyle. The- Dean and Hoyland. <laughs> Dean and Hoyland. Yeah. The ultimate combination, hey. linking up against Palace. There's something for Artie Bianco, isn't it? Like NBA yeah. Jam style pair yeah. ups. Yeah. Strike Forces. It's Strike Forces. NBA yeah. Jam, yeah. With, oh. Blade, Blades Jam. Got Blades. it. Yeah. Copyright us <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, well, yeah. yeah we, want a bit of, we want a bit of the profits from that. I'm, I love I'm, that. I'm looking forward. I'd love that. Another strike force that, you know, just, we, we it felt something, you know, because that strike force have gone out of fashion, haven't they? Even Didzy yeah. and Sharpie, I never really bought into that. But if you could get another Dean and Agarna at United, it'd be perfect. Longing for the days of Evans and Creswell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or BT and BT. Do they ever play? Anyway, I suppose we... No, I don't think so, no. It'd <laughs> be good if they did. Um, I suppose we should we should say why, why we're here. There's no games this weekend, and obviously things aren't going very well on the pitch. So we thought we'd just meet up, see each other, and talk crap, basically. So say, same, really, as every every other week we do. Um, but the, the theme of the podcast is we decided we'd talk about... Everyone else is doing wilder tributes, and remember the good too times. Soon, too soon. We're, well, too soon. We're going to remember the, mostly the bad times. We're, we're going to focus on mainly negative stuff. It is, as Andy said, a bit Room 101. We will try and do some positive stuff, but we're going to talk about unpopular or controversial opinions. And it will have United at the heart of it. We look at United at the moment. We're going to look at United uh, in the past. Uh, and then we're going to veer off and look at 
the wider world, culture, pop, music, maybe current affairs, anything that, as I say, pops into our head. Current affairs. Bloody hell. Well, but yeah, uh, yeah we, did, we, did, we did put it out there asking for opinions on stuff to do for this, because we did say we we're going to do one. And we did have some good ideas, actually. JP, regular, contributed Desert Island Discs. What's this boring uh, pod? Get some sensible soccer on. Uh, what's this, what's this pod on about? Get him out. <laughs> Get him off. Get him. Oh. Although, sensible soccer, that is a good call. A kid of his age should be saying Can FIFA. Is he, is he trolling yeah. you? Well, yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing no, controversial about saying sensible soccer. Sensible soccer is brilliant, isn't it? Sensible Absolutely soccer is the best game. football game ever. Easily. Oh, easily, yeah. Mate, we all not. People may argue champ manager in terms of a strategy game, but an actual playing football game, sensible soccer. Yeah, you just FIFA's rubbish. FIFA's yeah. rubbish. There's an early, early You're missing point. out football manager. You're missing out football manager. He actually said football manager. You need to send him out. He's not even listening. He's gone. He's gone. So, so, uh, yeah, we've, so we've had a few suggestions. In fact, basically, most of the suggestions involved us not talking about football they know as well the people who listen to us because someone said well, we should do a classic match and I thought that's what Blades Pod do but he said but you could talk around the era such as music fashion stuff like that. so I think we'll be doing some of them in close season Swanee Blade I think that word on the forum so yeah we'll, we'll definitely be doing some of the other suggestions but we settled on this because of a huge huge opinion that Andrew came up with and we'll get onto it as the first one when we actually do get onto that but um, we yeah, it basically we couldn't not talk about stuff like this after what he came out with. So uh, yeah, we'll get on to that thing. But I think you wanted to talk about the prince's statement, didn't you? As well. Well, I suppose we should touch on it. It's the major news story emanating out of uh, Bramall Lane um, this week. Nothing really else has happened, has it? But um, I think it's funny though because everyone was saying, I include myself, is saying, oh, we've not heard anything from the powers that be since. Uh, who Betty's made his statement. We've, we've not heard anything. Uh, why are you saying something? And then he's come out and said something. And loads of fans have said, what's he said something for? He's rocked the boat now. He's he's made it worse. And it's like, well, you can't win. I mean, he came out and gave a half-hour statement. He, he covered pretty much everything, you know, obviously from his side. And like everyone's saying, there'll be Wilder's side and probably the truth somewhere in between. But um, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. I, I, I do think he was... I don't know. It was a bit passive aggressive. It, it was like, oh, Chris has done a great job. But then he kept like chipping in with it. I mean, the fact he started the statement with um, some of the managers like to create their own facts and believe it sort of thing. So he, he already kind of. Uh, well, the one thing I would say is he says he's been in the sport for 35 years. Doing what? Well, he saw that 9-0 as he, as he tweeted about earlier in the week or whatever that were about. So he's obviously been, I don't think he's, I think he likes football, is what he meant. I think we can all say that, can't we? I've been in the sport for 40 years. Yeah. Played, I, did you not know I played for Todrick Juniors? That, that sort of line, well, isn't it? Yeah, use the word roster as well, which uh, I've played well, <laughs> I think he's, What did you uh, two think of it? I think he's, his statement shocked me a little bit. I know we were asking him for something from him, but... I just thought it just veered too far towards like those little sly digs that I don't think he needed to give. I know he wants to give his own opinion, but I think he could have been a bit more respectful to Wilder, uh, but also have just got his point across. But I think there was too many little personal sly digs for me for for me to respect it. It was entertaining, you know. It's created it's created traffic on socials, and it. But I thought I thought it was poor form from him. 
And I, and I think for me, it's it, he's gone down in my estimations with that. I don't think he needed the details around salaries and things like no. that. It was like, why, why is it? Yeah, it's un- unprofessional, like weren't it? So, I think it went unprofessional, and I think he went unprofessional because I think it probably properly rankles with him that while there's as 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 we gather it and as he's the way well the way he's presenting it and funnily enough the way we guessed it I, I had a quick listen to it because I, I couldn't remember what we'd said on any of our podcasts mm. so when all this stuff came out I had a quick listen to the start of the Wilder Out podcast we did and about 10 or 12 minutes in we basically pre- say what we think happened and it is exactly what the prince said which does lend weight to the rumour that uh, Roy started this week on uh, on Twitter that you David are the prince You've been there. <laughs> and I am sexy. Yeah. No, you're certainly not that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah. Um, it, it or we're Marty McFly or uh, Sam Tyler and we've travelled back into the past. It and we could be, yeah. We just, we just, or, or we just had an absolute wild <laughs> guess and we got it roughly, not even right, we got it roughly what the Prince said. But I think I think he just got face on, hasn't he? That Wilder's asked to leave but then also demanded some money. So he's got all unprofessional as a result of that and just started spewing... <laughs> that money I think it, it I don't know about whether he's signed an NDA Wilder or he's, he's got NDA signed, yeah. NDA jam <laughs> but if he has then it's even yeah. worse I'd rather him like say it and then Wilder sh- Wilder can fire back with, with his side of the story yeah, I, don't a- want it, I, I don't want it to go on all through the summer but I just thought just, just respect Wilder talk about the future and what you want to do and that'd do me I, I think it's clearly irked him all those post-match interviews where he's been, you know, having digs at the board, criticising the players, and like he said, where he said something about when Chris comes and say we have championship players, it doesn't help us in any way. And he talked a lot about sponsorship and stuff, which he's got, you know, he's right really because he was criticising the, the club constantly after those matches, and I think he just had enough. And I think he was like, right, you've signed an agreement, you've got, got your money now. I'm going to come out and have my say, but I, I think he could have done it in a different way. I, you know, I've no problems with him res- addressing some of the things, but um, yeah. I, I think one thing that does annoy me is that you've got, again, I spoke about, and we've all spoke about this, Brexit, COVID, Trump, Biden, whatever. It's just, it's either everyone's right or everyone's wrong. And it's the same with Prince and Wilder, isn't it? It's that, you know, Wilder has been the mainstay of the success but that's not it's not just wilder you know the prince has had something to do with that and i think people should recognize that there's, there's been a partnership it's worked they fell out and i just just pisses me off how they have to act after it both of them they need to grow up you're not following get prince of dollar out of our club account however it's no, on <laughs> definitely not you know Look at the amount, you know, the, the first season we went up when we, when he bought Moose, uh, McBurney. I never expected us to spend that much money in ever in my wildest dreams. Forget the salary. How much did they spend first season last year? It must have been over 60, 70 million. I think it was over yeah. 100 million, weren't it? It's, it? it's like, how can you knock an owner for that? It's yeah. for a United fan. People will say, though, that that's the money you're pretty much giving on a plate for your first season up as well, though, aren't you? So, 
I can see both There's sides. There's others argument. who haven't spent it. There's like Norwich yeah. and other teams have not spent it. And, it, and then people have gone too far saying, yeah, but it's the wages. Yeah, you do spend more on wages. And it is the wage bill that's ultimately going to cost more. But you, like Andy said, you still got to spend 100. Like, we've never spent money like that, ever. And we spent a fortune again this summer. Um, I didn't expect us ever to spend what you know what we spent. And all those criticising, well, we should be up in the wage bill and stuff. That was not going to happen for a few years until we were established. Because he's not got the funds to do that. He can only spend, like you said, that almost free money that comes in. Yep. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, we said it all on the previous pod. We're getting into the stuff we said on the previous pod, but <clears throat> both to blame, both both right, both wrong. Both did a lot for the club, obviously Wilder more so, but he's gone now, hasn't he? So you sort of move on. Mm. And he needs to not wear slippers. Oh, Pauling. It, it, it is very... Partisan in it. I've got a friend out of this pod. I do have. Well, great. It, it, <laughs> it's a, it's a real issue. You know, they are really wilder, big wilder fans, and I can see why. And, and they hate anything that's negative about him. Yeah. But, uh, but you, you know, can be wilder fans and, and, and admire everything he's done and one of the greatest managers we've ever had, and actually think, well, we, we've got to move on now. You know, he has made the decision to go. What you know, whether but everyone's saying, oh, he's been fought. You know, he still had to quit. He still had to go. You know, make that decision. Um, and we've got to move on. We like I say, we we, we United fans. I mean, you, United's a team we follow, not not Wilder now. And yeah, we we so time to uh, move on. Uh, just just on on that, I always think back to something Roy Keane said because Fergie and Keane fell out, didn't they? And and I know I've always thought this that the players actually are the most important. You know, they, they don't get enough credit. The players, from in my opinion, it's always the manager did this, the manager did that. You know, the players were fantastic for that four-year period, and obviously Wilder pushed it. But let's not forget what that whole away day that us three had. You know, the way that McGoldrick and Stevens played in that game, and yeah. now you're getting all the sticks Stevens getting and stuff. But let's Wilder didn't go on the pitch and do that. They were, they, you know, we should remember how, how amazing those players were. You're were giving in... Stevens most of the stick anyway, so you can't say it. But <laughs> <laughs> you should see how I should, I should release, exclu- leak pictures of our group chat. Um, he but, has been shit now. He has been terrible for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but brilliant before it. But also, other side of coming from what you're saying, they also have to take the rap for for the last year as well, the players. Mm-hmm. While yeah. they can send them out, and for the most part, sending the same players out that did well last season, and they're just not performing. So you can argue he's not coaching them properly, they're not training well enough, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's down to them as well. So it's it, both sides are coming in it. They're the ones that got us there, but they're also the ones that put us in the shit we're in now. Just out yeah. before the end of the season, we, we chuck a couple of a couple of youngsters in. We see something a little bit different. We try something a bit different because it's it's going to be quite depressing to watch the games. You know, just waiting for the inevitable relegation. Um, and it's more just for the summer now. Who we appoint and, and and what happens? It's it's almost like we haven't got anything really of no game wise till August, have we? As a as an op, as a natural optimist, I do get excited about stuff like this. Though new manager, uh, you. You, Dave, might not. You might probably expect Michael Appleton or whoever. But I always find this bit, you know, who are we going to get next? It's a shame it's not going to, you know, Wilder's not there, but I look forward to this bit. I do. Chance to start again, everyone. New day, new <laughs> oh, beginnings, nah. new behaviours, new attitudes. 
I know what you're saying. He's taking cups of water out on his walks now. Did you see that this morning? I'm presuming he's still in his in bottom of his back garden <laughs> when he took that. Because otherwise, he's, he's running a big risk, and he's carrying glass around with him on muddy lanes. And this is Nigel Adkins, for anyone who's not sure. We're big, big, big Adkins fans still, so I have to say. I forgot As a to person. follow him. As, As a, a person, person. yeah. Well, I, I think we might come on to this later, you know, but as 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 in in other capacities, but I forgot to unfollow him basically when he left as our manager and he was silent pretty much on Twitter. And then all of a sudden at the start of lockdown, it's almost like the the positivity signal shone in the sky and then um, Captain Positivity thought, I've got to do something about this. Hi everyone. It's a great chance. It's a new day to start again. New routines, new behaviours, new attitudes. And yeah, every day for a year now, I've been watching that. So, well, you might as well put the same video out because he says that yeah, every yeah. time. <laughs> but but it's, yeah, it's it's good. So if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about when we're saying that, it's Nigel Adkins. Remember, remember, your, your glass of water. Always start your day with a glass of water. Was that an attempt at a pseudo-Scouse accent? <laughs> yeah. Your glass of water. <laughs> Anyway, right, we, should, we should get on. We should crack yes, on with this. Yes. The, the, the main event. Um, so we're, we're going to discuss unpopular or controversial opinions, mainly focused on United, but we will veer off towards the end. Um, none of us have actually talked to each other before, beforehand about what, what we're going to say on this. So we might have similar things. We might have some shocking things that we all disagree with. So it could be could be interesting. Uh, we'll probably go a bit shock jock, and I'll probably say a few that I'm going to exaggerate a little bit. For, uh, but mostly, I do believe these things uh, I do entirely. Should we start? Let's start. Blades related. So I call this present or future. Uh, and I said originally, if we could look at maybe Wilder, then sort of players, and then maybe fans and a bit of everything towards the end. So Chris Wilder, Andrew. I haven't got I haven't got anything on Wilder. Well, I've written down what you said in the group chat. I've written down the entire reason we picked this as a subject to talk about. Are you, are you still sticking by it, or have you gone back on it? No, I have gone back on it, and I've gone back on it because of Abdullah's statement. And, and you know, I, I am not going to pan Wilder. I, but I, you know, people do need to realise that he hasn't been perfect for the last twelve months. And it annoys me on social media that people defend him for for their lives. It's like he's made mistakes. We are one of the worst Premier League teams in history, and the manager needs to take a rap for that. And the only stuff I liked in Abdullah's interview was that he said that as a manager, you need to take responsibility for your mistakes. And I never ever once saw Wilder do that. It was always deflecting. And that's the one negative I've got on Wilder is that he didn't own up. He didn't face up to it. It was always, oh, my players aren't good enough or this is an amazing league. Do you know how hard it is for Sheffield United to be in this league? And it's like, just say, I may have made a mistake today. I did this, I did that. And he never really did. And that, that, that pisses me off a bit. Well, as a podcaster, what, are you going to own up to your original opinion, like the manager? <laughs> I'm just finding it now in, in our group chat. I can't remember when it was. I, I wrote it down the other day, but I don't think I did it word for word. Uh, what what I wrote down, and it was, this isn't quite right word for word, but it said, it's right for Wilder to go. And we were like, whoa, what are you on about? It was, it was only a few days after. Um, and then we said, this is a, this is a huge opinion. And then he, he, he doubled down on it and said, 
I think he's, I think these were exact words. He's betrayed the tri- the prince, is what he said. Betrayed the prince. <laughs> yeah, I think. Hang on. Long live the prince on your bike while. <laughs> were you drunk when you said these? Probably, but I think that came from him picking Lundstrom, Norwood, and Fleck again and again and again and again. And at the end of the day, he's the guy that picks the roster. He picked him over and over and over again. So, for God's sake, Chris, for God's sake, Chris's fans, he has not been perfect in the last 12 months. And for him to think that Fleck, Norwood, and Lundstrom can be the midfield that seizes through the Premier League, because even as us, we're wank footballers, podcasters that don't even plan and prepare. We all said that we needed to spice up the midfield. So how the hell does he not know that? But <laughs> I still love him. I still love him. <laughs> and I need to... there. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, it's a huge one to start with, but I think a lot of people are coming around. I don't think it's as unpopular an opinion as it was when you said it um, a week, a week, week and a half ago, whenever it was. Because I think a lot of people are now starting to reevaluate it and look at it cold light of day about the last year or so, and you know that he's been asking to go. And I think he probably has been asking to go. I don't think the uh, prince is lying about that. So yeah, I, I think yeah. I hate it's like in the no shit as well, which we might talk about later. <laughs> It's it like, is going to be room 101, this. Has anyone got any positive ones? <laughs> it's like, oh, I've heard a mate that's told me about the uh, the roof leaking and Wilder hated it, so he's going to leave. It's like, just give me some facts. You know, I'm not interested in that. Anyway, I'm talking shit. Yeah, everyone's turned off now. All, all pro Wilder lot have gone. You've lost his... <laughs> half, no, I, half I, had, I, had a, I had a wild, wilder opinion as well that wasn't that positive that I can just... Yeah. Oh, tack it on um, while we're here then, while we're, while we're bad oh, no, I, I, Greatest ever I, manager we've had. No, no, no. I, I'm going to talk about his future a little bit. And I know he doesn't really matter because there's nothing, going to be nothing to do with, with us. Uh, I don't think he'll do anything significant as a manager again in terms of top level. I don't think he'll manage in the Premier League. Um, I think he'll end up, his next job, he'll get a championship job. I think he'll do okay, but I don't think he'll do great. I think he'll come back to Bramall Lane and win there. And everyone will say, we should have kept him. They say, look, it's awful. He's come back and won. Um, but I think in five years, he'll be out of football. And that's not a criticism of him. I just think, I think he's, no, but he's had quite a long managerial career. Everyone seems to think he's still got a long future. He's mid-50s. He's managed for like, you know, is it 15, 20, 20 years now? Um, I, just, I, I don't see him going on and being a, a manager at a top club. That's just my good feeling. I think he's a good manager, don't get me wrong, but I think he was perfect for United, but United were perfect for him. And that's that's what I think. I th- yeah, I think you're wrong on that one. I think I think that's a good unpopular opinion. I think I think he will be. I think the reason he's obviously relatively old and still only just getting to the top is because he probably worked his way up. Not many managers do that. And I think in doing that, he's sort of A proved himself and B probably got a lot more about him than some of these that go in at the top level. But on the other hand, he's also them, those that go in at the top level always then stay on that merry-go-round, don't they? When there's a sack in, it's like, oh, it's going to be Allardyce, Pardew, Lampard will be at mix again now and so on and so on. So, yeah, you might, I don't know. I know, I know, I know. I just said a little... like him that... Go on, Andrew. Sorry, I know I said a little bit of negativity about Wilder, but I just want to refresh. He's the greatest manager I've seen. He's better yeah. than Bassett, better than Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, 
I, I don't know how you come to that opinion, Dave. It, it, you know, he did everything we ever wanted a manager to do. He took over. No, I agree. But he's never managed at the top level until the last couple of seasons. And that's not like, as Mark says, it's not his fault because he's worked his way up. I think his stubbornness and how he is and how he wants to run it uh, a bit kind of old-fashioned and everything, his lack of wanting to invest in the continental market, I think those things he'd probably do. But I, I just don't see him going on and being... I, I look at people like Paul Jewell, I look at some of the others that have... You know, Owen Coyle, that have, you know, everyone said, oh, what great managers they were. I think he's a great manager. I think he'll I think he'll do all right, but I just don't think he'll go on and be quite what some people think he will be. My opinion, as I say, I think he's been amazing, but that's just my opinion. No, I, think I think he'll be back in the Premier League before we are. Or three. <laughs> We've still got time. We could be like the Cowboys. I think you, you know what you know. You know what's wrong about your comment, Dave, is that dual coil it's opinion. It's not wrong. They <laughs> never. They never. They never did anything different. They just played the same old four four two. They they put men against the defense. They booted it up the pitch and they tried to score. Where Wilder actually <clears throat> entered. The Premier League and, and tried something different and it and it shocked what, people. What not trying to score? Yeah. <laughs> just just pass it about on wing. I guess I guess I think I think they got it right in Jewel and them what if they were trying to score. Isn't that is that the aim? I think it's the aim. Yeah. We all love to score. <laughs> Have you got anything on Wilder Mark or should we move on to some of the players in the current squad? Uh yeah, I've, I mean I've got nothing on Wild. I will I will look in we did we we tweeted about sort of hinted that we we're going to do this uh, as, as the podcast and ask people about their opinions. And I think a lot more people than you think have got the view of Andrew who hates Wilder. Um, <laughs> I waited till I had a mouthful of pizza before I said that. Um, I think, yeah, I think a few people have said that he spat the dummy out and he had crap signings and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't agree, to be honest. I think he sort of lost it towards the end, but I've got no, I've got no particularly... Surprising opinions on him. Best manager we've had. Probably right for him to go. Yeah. So we move on to the players. Uh, who, who wants to? Mark, do you want to go first? Current uh, players. Well, it's not current. It's it's recent. Um, it's it's in it's the Wilder era. Um, no, that's fine. Well, we're doing this current era. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and. <laughs> Before I do, I mean, there's going to be quite a lot of negativity on this on this podcast, and I don't want it to finish as like that time in that Southampton game when we've been doing podcasts about three three games, and you nearly finished it by being ridiculously negative. <laughs> got, got us some comments, but what I'm going to say, from my opinion, on the sort of the Wilder era squad, is that Mark Duffy was crap, <laughs> and he's left again. Did you hear that? I, I'm sorry, Mark, but you've obviously you've obviously said that just to get a comment from. No, us. I have, I have, because I don't, I don't think he was crap. Obviously, I don't. What I will say by him, Piers Morgan, isn't it? Piers no, Morgan in the blaze bar. No, I said, I said it, I said it like that just for the reaction. Like, it, I got 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 in before Beden did on this sort of shock jock sort of stuff, but I do genuinely think he wasn't as good as everyone made out to be. And what I mean by that is sort of top level consistency wise so I think people get drawn in by the fact and he wasn't really inconsistent in that he'd have you know them ones that have one game two or three shit ones he'd do it in such a way that he'd disguise it and I'd, I've not been through Dave's sort of 
you know, ratings and, and match reviews and stuff like that to double check this. So I could be completely wrong and I could be, someone's going to disprove me. But the way I remember it is it'd have two, three, maybe even four good games on the trot. It culminate in him having, you know, a brilliant storm where he'd score one, set two up or something like that and run the show completely. Even David would give him nine out of 10 or something, you know, like properly really good game. And absolute joy to watch, don't get me wrong. Brilliant. Exactly the kind of player you pay to watch football for. And then he'd be completely anonymous, even awful, for about six, seven games. And then because he'd come good again, people would forget that. And because he'd be good for three or four on the trot, people would forget that. But it'd be for me, it'd be rubbish more often than he were good. So all the hero worship, we're not doing well because we've not got a Duffy player. I mean, we even say the Duffy role and stuff like that. I know he did fulfil that role, but... Yeah, I think a lot's made of it. I don't think it had cut it at the top level. And I think it was a lot more inconsistent than people give him credit for. And yeah, he was crap. Yeah, that's that's my sum up. <laughs> Andrew, oh, care to respond? I think it's a terrible, terrible opinion. <laughs> I think as a I know what he means about consistency, but those players in that position for that amount of money at that age aren't really Consistent, are they? Uh, Free transfer, thirty plus. Yeah, you still here? Yeah, but Duffy for a League One signing from Burton or wherever we got him. I think for Wilder was a masterstroke, and I think he took us to a to another level. And I think him, Coots, and Fleck were the best three for that league. Yeah, I don't think you could have got three better players in that position. I agree. I agree for League One. I'm yeah. talking about when we when we went up to the championship and everyone has since said that what we've been missing is that. And I, I don't I don't buy it. I think once we got to the championship, it wasn't it wasn't that consistent, it wasn't that good. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not really saying it's crap, obviously. I, I agree with that. I think he's not well, he's thirty five or thirty four, weren't he, when Wilder released him. Uh but you know, those little intricate passes around the box that usually release somebody like a, a wing back, you know, brilliant, brilliant player. Agreed. I think I, I think you're wrong there with Duff Duff. Well, no, I said I did. I did caveat it to use a a, a crap word uh, with when he was on form. I loved him. I loved to watch him, and he was brilliant. But I just think he was more off form than he was on. And I'm probably going to get proved wrong on that. But I'm going to I'm going to look over Dead Bats match reports and see if see if I was right. I think you'll see that my ratings are probably broadly in line with the things you've said. There'll be some like eights, eight and R's where he's brilliant and there'll be a lot of fives and sixes where he got took off on the hour mark because he just wasn't in the game. But that's what those sort of players are, those sort of flair players. I'm going to come on to that later. Uh, so I'm actually going to go against you massively later on in the pod when awesome. I talk about the type type of players um, and and you said United fans. So I'm going to criticise fans and uh, <laughs> players in, in one. You might, so you basically um, are going to kill the pod. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's, an, it's, it's, it's an opinion, and I'm actually going to be more like you, and I'll probably sit on the fence on this. I think he did some great things, but probably wasn't as consistent, wasn't as great as everybody thought, but still was a fantastic. I love watching him play, and this yeah, is going to say, going on to my point later on, like even if he does have one or two good games out of seven or eight, so what? Those two good games are better than some shit player who doesn't do anything for like, or very average for. Six, My days. point is, if you've got a team full of players that only have one or two good games out of seven, you're not going to get very far, are you? That's you the point. Am. I'm you are, you you am. You'll have other players who are like your Bashams who are consistent every week. But we, but we did. 
we did. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Got two promotions in three years, and Duffy was nah, central. We're a team full of them, though. Um, basically, I'm I'm trying to <laughs> set the who, Sorry, who's going to pick a team full of Duffy's? <laughs> he's, he's a part of it, isn't it? And he was a brilliant. Probably going to be a team full of Bobby Ford. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get onto that later. Right, uh, we'll move on. Uh, Andrew, have you got uh, any opinion on the current team squad players? Uh, not, not on an individual player, no, I haven't. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I... I have got an opinion Go on, on the, the whole, and it's an external opinion that was given to our players last season, but... Well, go on, go on. It seems as good a time as any for you to... Yeah, I think what annoyed me last season was this mentality that I've always seen from United fans is this, oh, everybody hates us, everybody thinks we're shit. You know, Garth Crooks, Steve Nicol, let's just re- let's just retweet everything they've ever said. But Carragher, Savage, Neville, Sooness... You guys Sooness. took a hell of a beating. Yeah, like, soon Ness was on about buying a season ticket to watch us. It's like the vast majority of pundits last year basically said we were amazing. We were playing football they'd never seen from a team that had come up. But all I ever saw on Twitter and the feeds and the forums was, oh, Garth Crook, Steve Nicol, everybody hates us. Everybody thinks we're rubbish. Everybody thinks we're a long ball team. And I hate that fan mentality that you just pick on that negative one comment and ignore the 90% positivity. And, and I saw a lot of that, a lot of it. I, I agree. And I think most United fans, or a good portion of United fans, including us, probably were more in line with people like Nicol and some of them at the start of the season. We did think we were going to be near the bottom. We did think we were going to struggle. So they weren't saying anything outlandish, but people get really prickly. Like, how can they say this about our club? Well, we ain't got... I mean, we expected them to have the season last year that they've had this year. So, no, it's a good, it's a good point, Andrew. Well made. It's a good Thank point. You. But it's not an unpopular opinion because I think a lot of people would agree with you. <laughs> See, as I was trying to set the bar high with the Duffy thing. Saying something I don't even fully believe myself to try and get, try and set the bar. But you've, no, you've, but f- you've missed for me, it. Just, for me, viewing social media last year, all I ever saw was Garth Crooks is this, Steve Nichols this. I never saw, oh, soon this is right, you know, we are amazing. We are playing amazing. It was always Steve Nichols, yeah, yeah, Garth same. Crooks. West Ham, Tevez, all that shit. And I just, it bores me. Bores me. Well, people being negative. <laughs> yeah. Do a pod on it, Len. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I didn't really have anything on players. I, I was going to just throw some out there that uh, things to ponder. Um, one was I'd rather Lundstrom stay than Fleck or Norwood, uh, which is wildly against some of the stuff I've been saying recently. But, um, Lundgren probably would, would be a, a player that may do better at the Championship next year than, than those two is something to think about. Another one I add is Ramsdale will have a better career than Dean Henderson. Ridiculous? Partially agree with it, I think. I, I think the thing with Henderson is it is another one that got massively inflated because there's a bit of the old eyes, oh, one of us, you know, he's a, he's, he loves it here, he's one of us, and all that sort of stuff. He were offered the first opportunity, he was just using as a springboard for Man United, which is fine because Man United are his club. It'd be the same as if a Chef United fan got a chance to perform well at, I don't know, Rotherham or something, enjoying your time there, but you, you've got one eye on getting back to United, haven't you? So that's all fair enough. But I think the biggest thing about it is it were never tested when he played for us. We had an absolutely brilliant defence. 
Uh, midfield in front of it were pretty good. So they were really well protected, basically. And apart from that Norwich game, where in actual fact, the best bit about that entire save sequence with David McGoldrick asking it over at bar anyway, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic double save, but then McGoldrick finishing it off. Um, apart from that, it never really had too much to do anyway. It, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not being properly My tested. My thing is, I, I think at Man U, he's made a couple of mistakes recently. I, I think he might just be a bit jittery. I don't think he'll get in ahead of De Gea. And I, I, I don't know. I can see it affecting his confidence. He's a real confidence player. Um, I've got... I don't I, know. Just, just I, something I think may happen. He, he falls into that bracket. Well, he was falling into that bracket of like Scott Sinclair, Jack Rodwell, Fabian Delph that went to Man City because they thought pays loads of money. Try and, try and win a league. And, and Henderson thought, I'll, I'll do what my uh, agent probably says, but I'm probably wrong in saying that. Henderson probably absolutely loves Man United and and, and believes in his own ability. And yeah. you know what? At the moment, he's, he's number one for that club. And De Gea's not been crank, playing great. So I'm not, I don't know if I believe in your comment there, Dave. I think you might just be... It's a risky one for you, that. You're, yeah, yeah. I, I think that. I think that's a good unpopular opinion. Actually, you've done well there. Yeah, than something Andrew. to consider. Something to consider. Anyway. Yeah. Well done. Do you, do you, do you want my my final? Well, I was going to move on to anything else about the current era uh, and and sort of what's happening. So, and I've got a big one that's really annoying me at the moment, and it ties in a little bit with the current social media team. Uh, but it's not just United social media team; it's all United fans banging on about the same games, the same successes over the, the recent history, constantly going on about Northampton, Bouncing Day, Leeds, Basham arriving. It's like every day someone's posting something about those games. It's like they were brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Amazing times, amazing days, you know, fantastic memories. You know, I enjoyed all of it. I mean, I've I got Basham arriving mug, you know, the, but it's gone You're arriving in your mug? He's arriving in my mug, yeah. Slide, sliding into my coffee. Well, um, but it, it's... Oh. it's, it's <laughs> Milk oh. or cream. That's that. Uh, yeah. But, and I, I don't know, it, maybe I'm completely alone on this. Maybe all the fans love it, love it being constantly rammed down throats. But, like, we need new memories now. It, I, I loved it, and I, love, I still love looking back a little bit, but not... Like there was something again today. It's nearly the anniversary of Basham arriving, you know, like uh, two years ago. Like, so. What else do you want to I, talk about? The future. Oh, <laughs> like, God. I don't know. But I don't, it just it grates me that it's con, the constant going on about the same things. And it smacks us, and I'm gonna, again, I might come on to this later, this desperation of United fans. And maybe it is because we're shit. We've never had anything to celebrate. We've never had any success, really, that we'll find one bit, a couple of bits of magic, and we'll just go on and on about it. But it's like, it's gone now. Like, good, but it's gone. Maybe I'm just a miserable bastard. Well, you are that. But it doesn't it mean you're wrong. You, you're definitely miserable. But I, I know what you mean. I'd rather look forward, but I don't think you can begrudge people for sort of clinging on to what was probably, especially if they went to these games, it's probably one of the fondest memories. And but every week going on about it. Maybe not every week. I mean, it's also coming up for anniversary when we lost 4 0 at Leeds. So. <laughs> You know, Let's it talk about about it, didn't it? Maybe, like, maybe we should start tempering it with that sort of stuff <laughs> on this day. 
we we lost four 0 against uh, Scunthorpe. Were you there? What else? What else do social media teams do though, other than reminisce about good events? I don't other know. than make like Hollywood films about Moose <laughs> returning. <laughs> Just but, don't say anything. I, 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 I want to hear... <laughs> it's literally well, their job to say things. They've got to honestly, go on there. Honestly, Beads, if me and you and Mark <laughs> were 13, 14, Hodges and Chip Schmeichel, we'd have loved that. That repetition a year on or two years on. We would so, be. We'd have we'd have mugs. You'd have a mug that says that man's left foot is magic. Exactly. And it'd have Motson on one side and Hodges, Chip and Schmeichel on the other. So as as I'm going to play Frank Skinner here. That isn't going in room 101. <laughs> Not doing room 101. It's <laughs> well for me, it's a load of rubbish. Fair, fair enough. Well, yeah, something to say anyway. Right, yeah. is there anything else on the current team or well, or the current we move the current, current situation? Talk current team. We can't, if we're talking current situation. Again, take it in the spirit it's intended, the three listeners that are still listening. But I don't think, as a group of fans, and I'm including us in that, we're as good as we think we are. You know, we, we sort of think that we're this big, we've got this big following, we've got we're innovative songs, and we're really, you know, we, we're great supporters and all that. I've got that, shit songs. And I'm, that. Yeah, and, this, and that is massively, massively my main point. I think at times we can still be brilliant. So... Um, well, with Liverpool, um, Champions of League one, you'll never sing that when we sang that to you know, when they were singing Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that, that sort of thing. That's that's what I think about when I think about how good fans we are because we've, we've, we've done that a lot through the years that we're just quick witted, good stuff straight back, you know, the take, take your time stuff with Norwich that that you know, that were pretty good turnaround on them and stuff like that. Love all that. What I hate, and again, it's a bit negative, but what I hate is all these convoluted, triad. We're gonna we're gonna make a song up. We've just signed Sanderberg. We're gonna take a terrible Oasis song, and we're gonna shoehorn some words into it and make it as complicated as possible. You know, simple songs are best, aren't they? Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I realise a lot of people are gonna be against me on this because. No, but Liverpool have like fan groups don't they? that meet up and come up with these like innovative songs, and they do they create logos for uh, like banners and flags and stuff and it's like a part of their fan culture but um i think like i say a lot of our songs player f- songs are generally quite bad anyway there's not many good player songs where you know that i don't know through years um, we've had some great ones you keep it simple who are bob Bukar, that sort of stuff or i think you've got to look at whether they stick or not i remember one about in the clough era i'm sure there was a song about mcnulty and salmon oh yeah there was and it's like we sang it for probably two away games when I used to be able to go to them. Uh, and they never stick, do they? And that Berg tune will never, well, it won't stick, will it? He's going to probably get sold in the summer. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is that. I'll see what the point is. I'd rather just sing Sanderberg, Sanderberg. <laughs> <laughs> you know? just... I just, the, the other thing is as well, that is possibly. The worst Oasis song. It's it, well, not the worst, but it's it's certainly the worst on that album. It's the worst from the era when Oasis were good. It's a rip off of Lithium by Nirvana. On top of that, by the way, same chords. It's a rubbish song. We put rub- I won't say rubbish words to it, but it's really it's just complicated. Shoehorning it in, just sing like like Andy says, sing. Give me something simple, 
Uh, obviously, some things are a bit tricky. Because, like, that that spelling one, S, N, H, N, E, N, F. I know Andy can't manage it. That's too complicated for him still. But that's Simple, the sort of yeah. thing I Go love. On. Just the yeah. repetition. They're just yeah. there's something you can properly get behind. And just Sheffield United, bang. Sheffield United, Sheffield right, United. Then, yeah. So, to the two of you, when was the last time United created a new tune that stuck for, like, season upon season upon season? Not just, like, Egan's tune, but that's Egan's yeah, tune. Yeah, that's Egan's, but I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Again, it's complicated. No, I'm not. I thought you were going to criticise Egan, one of you two. We, oh, hold, on, hold on. When was the last time we created a song that stuck? Um, the Chris Wilder came home one, I think. Yeah, but that's gone now, isn't it? Gone, isn't it? You mean like that, a club that, song? That's... that's quite good. That one as well, because it's it's enough enough complexity, but not too much. And if you know what I mean, and it's on a song that's also got a bit of United connections because it was written by a fan. And yeah, that's that's the kind of complexity I want. I want either every song, the same thing every... repeated, or ten ten lines maximum. Every song that's of a stick, so stuck. There's always been a variation on another club, though, hasn't it? You know. Yeah, but that's cool. Well, not greasy chip butty. Oh yeah, there you go. The someone made an opinion about greasy chip butty that we shouldn't play it at the start of the game and the half. It should be just coming at different points. The game it shouldn't be forced. I, I agree got, with that. Yeah, I've got this on my list. Oh, we'll go save on, that then. Save yeah. it now. We're on it. Uh, I don't know if it's controversial opinion now that you said everyone thinks it, but the second half one for me is pathetic. <laughs> you know, three nil down, and we're playing, <laughs> playing goosey butt it, expecting everyone to stand up. Uh, give it a rest. It's a marketing ploy. Give all. it a rest, Sinclair. A marketing yeah. ploy? What? Like the estate of John it's Denver? A, it's a, a brand looking for royalties. Sheffield United do this. You know, 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, we weren't doing it. Yeah, no, we it. it's only it's only re- fairly recently that we did play at the start of the game. So we always played at the start, we didn't. No, we did about like I said, 10, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't. And why did they have to play the opening bars? Like, fans, but know it's to make it, well, it's to make us do it because I think they're they forcing an atmosphere. We'd forget. <laughs> no, we, we 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 never used to sing it at the start of matches. They're sort of forcing yeah, us to sing yeah. it, they're trying to just but, make it a thing, and that's fine. That's fine, actually. If they want to do that, they but, want to. It's worth. The best I've heard, Greasy Chip Butty, is actually after was it Charlton or Farris, the cup game about under club. So good, he can't remember what it was. No, I think yeah, it was Charlton, Charlton at the end. Charlton, Red yeah. or at the end, yeah. every fan stayed in there and we sang it as loud as I've ever heard it. Mm. And that wasn't forced, it wasn't contrived. It was just mm. this is us singing our anthem and Sinclair's not pressed play. It was like this is us singing it. And it was like brilliant. I don't think we need to sing it as, as much as we do. Yeah, if we're speaking of Sinclair, there's, yeah, we, uh, I, I, this, is, this isn't my opinion, well, but um, we asked for, you know, if anyone's got any unpopular opinions, and there's some good ones, and we'll touch on some of these later, but someone on Twitter, S4 Blade, I think it was, let's just say it wasn't very complimentary. <laughs> How much they host? Yeah. Right. Um, and it, should we move on? Because I've got another section, Blaze Pass, where we might talk about manager and era, you know, again, player opinions, then anything kind of general, then we can just round up with any of the United stuff before we move on to moving away from, from uh, SUFC. Um, Mark, do you want to kick us off? Uh, an unpopular opinion about something in the past, might be a manager or an era? Well, 
mine's going to be a bit positive actually because we've been pretty negative. Might as well be in room one hundred one so far. But mine's mm. actually a bit more upbeat uh, in that I think we've had ever since I've supported United, we've had midfielders usually, well almost always midfielders. Number fours, number eights, if you want to call them that, in a four-four-two centre midfielders that have got universally panned or scapegoated. And I think virtually every single one of them has been really good. And I think I'm in the minority on a lot of them. Well, I'm not, not on all of them. I think I, I alluded to like people answering us on Twitter. Um, the first one I remember, um, John Gannon. Absolutely. He, I, first, I, I yeah, started going it. to United in 88, stood on cop with my dad. And I just thought it was normal that people absolutely slated blokes with perms or whatever because it was just constant. Like everyone hated Gannon on cop, everyone. And I'm thinking, he's really good. He's literally yeah, our best footballer. I, I didn't. I, I, I was only just starting to go into games. And I didn't know too much about football at that point. But I was thinking, I don't know much about football, do I? Because he looks like our best player to me. He looks like he knows what to do. And he got a slating. And he's the first to remember. And I can name a long line. Have won since that got an absolute slating, but I thought we were really good players or, or did something functionally well. Michael Doyle's another one. Michael Doyle's my late. My, I was going to say Michael Doyle. I I, I won't go as far. I almost said I loved him. That might be a bit far, but <laughs> I really, really. He, he was the towards the end. He was easily the best player in that team, and he was the one that got all the stick. And he, he you know, if I don't know, there's a lot. There's a line of them. I can name them all. I, I, I don't want to play the. Uh... Who my uncle is, but I am uh, about John Gannon. So, my John uncle's, your uncle. My uncle's Paul Stancliffe, and I used okay. to speak to him every Christmas day about that Bassett team. John Gannon, and I used to say, <laughs> you know, who who was the best player in that team? And he used to say Dean every time. He used to yeah, say yeah, Dean, of course, yeah. Dean. Dean progressed quicker than he ever expected a player to ever progress at that level. But they said the second best player was always Gannon. He said everybody respected him in that team, and he played he played football in a different different style. Different, and, yeah. and Bassett Bassett relied on him to, to pull it all together, and he, he used to repeat that every Christmas day. Whether what a Christmas the... treat for you! A little tradition. Everyone else is like got <laughs> turkey, the cut pork. Gather around! It's gather around! Like, it's gather John Gannon time! It's Gannon time, everyone! Yeah. You can well, be Satsumas. For the captain of the club to say that, and he weren't he weren't bullshitting. Gannon was all right. Well, anyway, you've dropped that name, pick it up again. Uh, but yeah, just, just constant hate. And I think some of it, I mean, some of it, I think, oh, look at him, he's a bloody ponce. Get stuck in Gannon, you ponce. You think, oh, is it is it because of his looks? He's got this big perm and stuff. And you turn around and look at who's bad-mouthing him. And the person at the side of it that's bad-mouthing him looks like um, a cross between Bobby Ball and, you know what I mean? Like, it just had that same look anyway. And... <laughs> I think that crosses into something I, I need to say about United fans and uh, and the wizards, the sorcerers of our club that just didn't get given time because they weren't from the manor, or they weren't middle, or they weren't working class nettles and Montgomery type players. Well, it's like Mon- David Carney, David Carney for me. <laughs> was- <laughs> the first Come name. On. What are you head. on about? David Carney. Seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> for me, I hope you are. I, I'm not just saying this for, for the purpose. He, he had an amazing left foot, 
and he was <laughs> not given any time whatsoever <laughs> in that club. You are, mass- you are hugely positively tackle. discriminated towards left-footed players. Left-footed closet gingers. You, that is Barry, you all over. Yeah. Barry Robson, Bruno <laughs> Ribeiro, Jonathan Hunt, Jose Baxter. None of them got any respect. Baxter did. Baxter got too much. Baxter Maybe. went. To be, to be fair, Andy, you've you've basically uh, you've gone on a point I had for later, and it was basically how uh, United fans they love hard men, they love someone who kicks people and intimidates your Morgans, your Whites, your Bradshaw. All have got their qualities, and I think you need somebody like that in your team. But United fans, I think generally, a lot of United fans seem to prefer that sort of player to a player, and it goes back to the Duffy point: a player who might be a bit lazy, might not play run around like a nutter hang on don't tell me with that brush (laughs) (laughs) but also you're wrong because to go back to my original point about this long list i've got um i mean a couple of people did mention it so maybe it's not that two of the names that i meant i were going to mention john gannon um i think some guy on twitter martin agreed with me on that and then a guy joe agreed with me on bobby ford who i I actually think was underrated as well and got a lot of stick Mm. center midfield but a couple of them just go against exactly what you've said. Patterson got a lot of stick, and I think he was really good. Montgomery got a lot of stick, and he's the yeah, kind of player you're yeah. talking about. Hard working, all, all action, tackling, running about. He's the kind of player you think United fans are going to get behind him, and he got so much shit, and he didn't deserve any of it, I don't think. I think, but I think we... United fans generally do like, they like those hard-working grafters and if you're a flair player and you, and you and you drop off a bit and you might not run around a lot, I mean, the one that I, I had a controversial opinion, Kevin McDonald, superb player. Probably a better footballer for me than Norwood and Coots. That might get laughed at and criticised. On his day, absolutely amazing footballer. And obviously he didn't do it enough and he was inconsistent. But I don't know. I think our fans sometimes value effort over ability. And, and it comes back to... Um, a wider point, we, we have had some shit players over the years, really shit players, and we've not had many good players. You look at our players of the year, and we've been a pretty lousy club, and we haven't had much quality. But when we've had quality, we, we almost, because we've had so much shit, it's almost like, well, we don't have we don't have players like that at United. So it's, some of it's just how we've been, that fans, they can't, it's like they can't deal with it. Can't deal with someone who has some skill that won't run around. It's like, well, there are footballers like that. You know, you look at the, some of the best players ever who, who might not run around like enough to. That's a really good point. I do think, obviously, United's best ever player in the modern era is Tony Curry, isn't it? And, like, the fans adore him from that era. But yeah. you've got to be top, top class, haven't you, at United? As that type of player, you can't be, like, a 6 out of 7 out of 10 and get legend status and be a number 10. You can't do it. Look at Mark talking about Duffy. It's, I can't, uh, you're tiring me with this brush now, and I've set myself up to be like tired in that brush. You're one but, of them. You're talking he's one of them, isn't it? He's yeah. one of them. It genuinely, it genuinely upsets me that we will never probably get a player like that. And if we do get a player like that, he'll probably leave after six months or a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me on Britain. <laughs> no, me were crap. It's sad. Example, but. It's sad that we just have to have decent footballers that work hard. I look want at, more. I want more than that. Look at Sander Bergen. He's he's supposedly that sort of unbelievably technical midfield player, but he, he he couldn't slot into our team. Maybe that's a failing of Wilders, but he just 
we looked a worse team with him, him in it. So, yeah. and I've been hypocritical because I criticised Berg quite a lot earlier in the season. So I am probably one of those fans that I'm criticising. So basically, we're like, slagging well, ourselves off on this point. No, uh, yeah, but but if you all you've done is watch grafters and like you said, those muck and Ettles players, it's hard if a good player player comes along. We might not, you might not have all the other parts of his game. Try to say, well, that's fine. That he's not. Can't it? That is one of the worst opinions I've ever that heard. <laughs> Barry Robson was awful. Well, you two have got your opinions. I've got mine. <laughs> Barry Robson <laughs> and Carney were class. Anyway, I've got one. I've got one. Go on. Go on. And it, it, it's, I'm going big on a legend here. And I, I need to be careful because there is some sensitivities about the topic. <laughs> So Morgan, Chris, Chris Morgan, Chris Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I've got a problem with Chris Morgan, and, and, and it comes, <laughs> it comes from it, it. It all stems from how Blades fans are with Gareth Ainsworth, like the Dane Whitehouse situation. Like what Chris Morgan did to Hume at Barnsley was one of the worst things I've ever seen on a football pitch. But yet yeah, we go big on Ainsworth. It's like he should never, you know, he's this, he's that, he's that. But Morgan's a club legend and he probably did something that's at least as bad as what Ainsworth did, if not worse. And he's a club legend and he's amazing. And it's probably not a, a dig at Morgan or United. It's just the hypocrisy in football that you can't own up to your own foot, your own team's weaknesses or errors. And it's like, that pisses me off. Because what Morgan did to Hume was, was disgusting. And it's like, mm. let's own up to it. So. I agree, and I was, I was again. I'm, I'm tearing myself with the brush again. I'm one of them because I was at that game, and and I was like, "Get up, get up! Is no wrong with you? Get him more, you know all that sort." Of, so you get sort of drawn into it, don't you? And then, and then, but, but this is one thing. The the one positive aspect to my personality is that I can admit when I'm wrong, and I did watch it. Obviously, watched it on Look North or Calendar or whatever when I got in, and I just thought, oh. oh. That is, there's no place for that, is there? There's, what, I, I, yeah, I was, I was wrong, basically. And and I agree with Andy. I think what Ainsworth did wasn't as bad because, I mean, it was a knee-eye tackle, which is absolutely shocking. Don't get me wrong. You, no place on a football pitch. But at least it's roughly football. You know, you're, you're going in leg on leg, not elbow on head. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dave? No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, th- I think, you know, people could, like say will go on and on about, and it's like whenever Gareth Ainsworth mentioned, and yeah, he made a mistake, the same, you know, same way, but it's like he made a mistake, but yeah, I'll never think, you know, it, oh, he's the worst person ever. It's like, well, you know, our players have made mistakes, and it's like we won't go in for them. There's you know what it'd be? I mean, it's just... what, what he should do as well, though, what should have happened is Ainsworth should have admitted that. It, you know, apologize for it. Basically, exactly. if you come out, if you come out and do it, that's all it takes. Sometimes people just aren't quick enough to accept. Like Andy says, own your mistakes, own up to them, apologize, try and do better. I'm not. I'm not for one, what, one minute saying what Ainsworth did was was okay. Of course it's not. It's yeah. just don't compare. Don't don't just see Ainsworth as the devil. Chris Morgan's got a pub, a bar named after him. He's a club legend. He did for me something that was worse than Ainsworth. So let's just let's just hold that to account. 
I was at that Portvale yeah. match as well, but um, bus, supporters bus got stuck in traffic and I got in ground 10 minutes late and I was like, what's happening here? We've got a sub on. So I didn't even see the offending incident. So, I, so I'd have probably done the same in that as well. Get him off. In, ter- in terms of the Blades pass, I've got some quick-fire opinions on managers. I, I weren't going to go into in-depth discussions, just some, some quick-fire opinions that you can just quickly quickly answer. Um, I, I still think Bassett's a better manager than Wilder, uh, which, again, will be a massively unpopular opinion. Uh, m- for me, most successful manager in our lifetime, kept us up for four years, a lot less resources. Yes, the football was not nowhere near as good and it was quite direct. Um, I think Bassett was amazing. Took us up two straight divisions, um, back to back. Still think Bassett's got the edge on Wilder, which again, probably people won't agree with. Thoughts? I, I know we didn't agree with you when we did the best team of our lifetime thing ages ago. We probably ought to redo that at some point because I'm sure we've changed opinions on some of them. But um, yeah, me and Andy said Wilder. I probably stand by that just because of the way the way we just, I don't know, it's just, it was just better football. It was a sim, similar achievement to Bassett's, bit slower going up the divisions, obviously, and less time spent in the Premier League. But the quality of football was so much better. I've, I've not enjoyed, and I never thought I'd enjoy anything more than the Bassett era because I'd only just started going, like I said, and it was so good. Unbelievable how we went through. My favourite ever player in Dean played in, in that uh, team and probably some of my favourite other players as well. But, the, the Wilder thing even surpassed that just because of the quality of the football. Loved it. I agree with Mark. It's like, I don't think you can compare the two. I think, for me, Wilder is far better. I, I do. I think... even brought up an element of positivity in the city that Bassett didn't. You know, that Bassett team was only getting 12, 14,000... Um, that was the era of football. They weren't big crowds. Yeah, then. but but still, but still, and Wilder didn't have Dean either. He did that. Wilder for me is the best manager I've seen at the club because of the style of football, and he made my dad, who's a Rotherham fan and a Rotherham ex-player, get a season ticket because of the style of football, and uh, and that was all down to Wilder and Mark Duffy. Who's your dad, Sean Gota? It's <laughs> Sean Goodwin. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, brilliant manager. But Bassett second. Okay, that's fair. The other quick fair opinion. I still think Warnock gets quite a harsh rap for his reign at United. I still think he did a bloody good job there. Personally, some great memories. I know he was a bit of a knob. Um, I also think Kevin Blackwell did a good job at United. We were going down when Robson. Oh, we were really struggling. Uh, Blackwell, within two seasons, got us to the playoff final, brought through some young players uh, like Walker and Norton. Uh, Bully, bit of a knob, but actually did do a bad job and was harsh to get sacked after like two games. I think we sacked Danny Wilson too soon. I also think we sacked Adkins too soon, even though Wilder came in and did a brilliant job. I think Adkins would have done all right the season after. Um, Adkins was lumbered with a lot of shit that Clough left. Clough filled the squad with rubbish. And again, Clough did brilliantly get into the cup semi-final, but he, I, I don't know, I think Clough was quite overrated what, what he did at United. So that's my take on the managers. I don't think too, it, too many I, I don't think too many of them were that controversial, to be honest. I don't Warnock I agree with. It did brilliantly for us. He just gets he's just a cartoon character, isn't he? And you just if he weren't such a tit, he wouldn't get 
so much stick. And yeah, we played negative football in Premier League, but he got us there and we did reasonably well. Uh, we were kind of unlucky to go down. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's controversial. Blackwell did a reasonable job, but like say, Nob, Wilson, I thought was really good. And yeah, I, I actually do agree on, on Adkins. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, can I engineer a controversial opinion and somehow shoe on in that Adkins was great and write some revisionist history? I'm not going to do that because I think Roy's going to write a Den Blades article about how great Adkins were somehow. <laughs> but I agree with you. He was lumbered with a lot of shit. He was unlucky with some... I mean, some of his signings were appalling, don't get me wrong. But he was unlucky with some of them because... You know, such as Hammond, he'd been he'd been he'd been really good elsewhere, and I think where he were probably let down is that he didn't know his legs had gone. Pretty much, I think if he'd have been the player that he'd have managed elsewhere, I think that'd have been an amazing signing. And I think, think Hammond been... was a club signing as well. I think so. He'd been yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, he, like... yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. So yeah, I think he was kind of unlucky as well. I think that what uh, gives way to my and Mark's comment that Wilder was the best manager we had because. Adkins couldn't do it, but Wilder did it like without even trying, really. 100 points in his first season. Without trying. No, but I mean, he, he did it. But he if, didn't just do it, he took the piss out of doing it. If Wilder had took over, and it looks like I'm criticizing Wilder, was an amazing manager, but if he'd have took over a year before when Adkins took over and had been given a lot of that squad because he couldn't get rid of a lot of that squad because we got so many on contracts and stuff. Do you think he'd have done as well? It's just, just interesting. Do you think he'd have done as well? Or do you think he might have had some of the same issues that uh, Adkins had? So Adkins' team, if you might, you'll know more than me, Dave, finished as low as we've ever, ever finished in the last 25, 30 years. So how did he bed in Wilder to, to be as successful as he was? He, he didn't, did he? Wilder took over the worst position we've ever been and turned us in to the best Sheffield United team I've ever seen. I think he's so. painting it as a bit of a Ferguson into Moyes situation, isn't it? That Fergie knew that he'd, he'd got the best out of a load of shite players that were coming to end and just dumped, dumped nah, them off you, on next side. You, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's just something to, something to discuss. I weren't going to go on to my player opinions. On, on his day, Agarna was better than Dean. Nonsense. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm gone. I've gone. <laughs> no, I mean in the third and second division, uh, not Premier League, but I, I used to go away from home when I was only like 10, 11. And I used to think Agarna was the better player. Obviously, that's ridiculous. But at the time, I did think Agarna was a better player. I still think Tracy was a better goalie than Kelly. Uh, on his oh, I agree with that, though. You know I do. Yeah, probably He's left he's again, hasn't he? I think, I think he agrees with us on that one as well, but he's gone. No, no, I don't agree at all. Kelly was... <laughs> Tracy was a brilliant keeper, but Kelly, for me, was just unbelievable. Brilliant. So good. The others had overrated players massively for me. Cachorro, uh, I thought was I thought was rubbish. He, he whacked a few long shots in, but I thought he was rubbish. I genuinely thought he, he didn't have much skill. I just didn't think it was very good. I don't know. I can't, take your, I can't take your opinion on strikers seriously because you hated Andy Gray as well. I've got even. I've got even Andy Gray hated. I've got even bigger one coming up. I think James Beatty was a bit overrated what? as well. All right. Now, yeah. you, now you're just turning into Howard Stern. This is pathetic. <laughs> Howard Stern without the perm. I, <laughs> I do think he was a bit lazy and and it, oh, yeah, no, fantastic let, football. Could hit a ball. He scored 25 goals at 
in Robson's team. I don't think he did actually, but twenty-two to be to be factual. <laughs> but uh, anyway, on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go underrated. I think Darius Anderson was decent. Uh, no? He gave he gave a lot of fouls away, didn't he? And but I, I think he was a decent. I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying beating these other players are a lot better than the players who are underrated. But I think there were a few players at that time. At Henry Henderson was Ashley decent. Did you say that? Yeah, Dashley Ward got a bad rap as well. Because some some guy on Twitter said that as well. Have you got another Twitter account, burner Twitter account called Carl? Because he said Darius Henderson was a threat in the air. Don't don't buy that threat at Glastonbury. Tell you that much. Have you heard Beden here, Mark? He's just spoke about United fans yeah. not respecting Flair oh, and, and number 10s. Oh, and he's saying so that Darius and Henderson and Ashley Ward were best players <laughs> I only said that for your... No, I, I, do, I do think they weren't as bad as everyone painted out. And like you said, they are probably grafters and hard workers. So again, I'm going against what I said earlier. But uh, I, I think sometimes... Uh, Players just get lumbered as being shit or good, no matter what. And well, here's well, one from Twitter that someone said, uh, Trey on Twitter said, he thought Matt Hill was really good. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think he's all right. Do you, remember that, do you remember that game when he injured himself, kicking ball out? Yeah. And then I saw him next day in a, in a, in a gym. And, uh, and I walked past him and said, good cameo last night, Matt. And, Piss off. <laughs> so, you know, jokingly, you know, jokingly. You, you know the one player in the last 25 years for me that was genuinely, well, maybe not underrated, but didn't, he could have been a lot better. That's Sufo. I thought he was. I'd agree with that. A lot about. You've seen his interview on uh, FFC. Yeah. Right? Not a chance really to watch it, good it yeah. It's good. It's really good. Class player. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably as close to Nathan Blake as I've seen. <laughs> That's all you're looking for, isn't it? The next Nathan Blake. I hate that Blake isn't spoken the same words as Fiotoft or or BT or Evans. He wasn't here for very long, though, was he? But he's only here for about a year. Yeah, he's got a Bla- racist manager. Look, uh, <laughs> look at look at Blake's record. It's like thirty and sixty. That, that's good enough for me. Like Gareth Taylor's got twenty-eight and seventy-eight or eight. It's like. Blake was it was, it's like a mine, a minefield, a gold mine, minefield as well. Gold mine of striker stats, isn't it? He's probably yeah. making them all up. Is there anyone else got anything on previous players that they want to bring to well, the table? I've not got one personally because I think I think like most people, they're all great. But um, apart from the ones that are terrible, which there's one here, someone on Twitter called Liam said he thought Higdon was really good and got an unfair. <laughs> I mean, he had one good game. He that first game, he were really good when he was ca- captain a few days before, weren't he? Some journeyman striker. He's literally the worst striker. I remember uh, a quote I came up with that day. I was in Wales at a wedding. Uh, we played Bristol August words, and, and someone said, Higdon scored. He says, Mark my words, Higdon will get 20 odd a year. 20, 20 this year. I don't think he's, I think he scored any two at MK Dons or something. Oh. Yeah, 20 odd games, did he? Never mind yeah. goals. He was absolutely useless. Terrible. Terrible. Another one, actually, no, I remember another one I've just seen on Twitter. A guy called Nathan said if George Long had been given a better chance to stay in, he'd have been England's number one eventually. So I'm not I'm not sure about that either. I think there's, there's, there is parallels with what happened with Ramsdale this season. 
But it could have completely broke his confidence and stuff. But I mean, it looks like he's come out the other side and he's been, this calendar year, I think Ramsdale's been brilliant. And that's another one that he got unfairly criticised for our, you know, our start to the season. I think that was because everyone loved Henderson. But he didn't. He was barely at fault for any of the goals. We were rubbish all season. Don't don't get me wrong. But he was barely at fault for many of the goals directly. Mm. Directly his fault. I know he looked a bit shaky at times. But I'm glad he's come through it because he's been brilliant this calendar year. I think. Yeah. The only other things I had just generally before we move off uh, United was I had some positives that I really stupid things. But I absolutely love our badge. I think our badge is amazing. I also love our nickname. I like where the ground is, but I will say I preferred Bramall Lane in the late 80s, how it looked to now, which sounds ridiculous when it's it looked, it's not just about having standing, but and it looks modern and stuff. I preferred how John Street looked. I preferred the Bramall Lane end with the, the corner missing. Uh, and it might look more modern and all that stuff today, but I, I genuinely preferred Bramall Lane in the late 80s. Can't agree with you on John Street thing. That were an absolute shed, weren't it? No, but I liked it. I liked how it looked. I did love that open bit. I remember when yeah. games used to be boring on Cop, you could look out across yeah. hills and count the churches or whatever. Um, and I remember um, using it as a gauge, you know, the sign on cricketers, the stones, uh, neon sign. Mm. Mm. You remember that game when we were beating Southampton 4-1 and it kept coming foggier and foggier and foggier and I thought, they're going to call this off. Yeah. And I was desperately looking for that uh, neon sign on cricketers. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll agree with you about Bramall Lane End when it was just ramshackle and open. I'll, something proper old-school football about it. Mm. Maybe that's just me reminiscing about I think it. I, 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 think you, I think you're both wrong there. I think, <laughs> I think you're reminiscing. And I know it's what you mean. I know it's what nostalgia. You mean. I think Bramall Lane's kept its roots enough, but modernised. Because there's, there's no ground that really feels or looks like Bramall Lane in a modern sense, I don't think. Close, tight, no gaps, but still holds that sense of like originality. Tradition. That a lot of the other clubs don't do. It's like it's all obvious extensions everywhere. So I think, I think United have got that right, the ground. And, and away fans always say, like one of the best away grounds to visit is Bramall Lane. I don't think they had a choice in doing what they did. They had to do it, but I suppose it is again just me reminiscing. But I, I do miss how it was when I see some of the old pictures. Like, you know, we all loved we all love Saved by the Bell and California Dreams in a six week holidays. But if you watch it back, it's absolutely useless. California so, Dreams, I don't remember. <laughs> Pugwall Summer. Now that's what it was all about. <laughs> The, the, the only other point I've got on United was that uh, we've kind of covered it, but I was just going to go in with a really big one and just say we've, we've got a lot of knobs for fans. <laughs> not already, if they've not already turned off, they are now. Bloody no, hell. No one's no, getting but, this no, far, Mark. No, but <laughs> let, let me qualify it. And I'm one of them, but let me qualify it. If we go away a lot, Mark, obviously, we go away to games and stuff. And what's the first thing we do when we get off the train? Come on. Yeah, I have to admit, we we almost it's almost like we that scene out of the fugitive when Harrison Ford finally breaks away and he's trying to give Tommy Lee Jones the slip. We do, don't we? We just get to the train station and sometimes we have to go the opposite way, don't we, to avoid getting yeah. rounded up by police and that. And we do just try and I don't know, we just It's not we, everyone, and I sound a bit like a snob, it's a bit like seeing the Brit you know, Brits abroad and stuff, but I, it's just it's like we had it in League One. We go away we go to place like Rochdale and stuff and they'd act not all of them obviously it's only a, well I say it's only a small number 
but it was an increasing number. They'd act like utter knobs. They'd act like knobs in pubs. They'd act like knobs in the ground. And it's just <sighs> awful, like awful behaviour. You know, it, you know, it's like, it, why are you acting like that? He wanted to like, kill what? Pod on that Southampton game, didn't he? At the yes. start of last season. And he's just, he's done it now anyway, hasn't he? It's like, but, but it's not everyone. Better than us. Look at him. <laughs> Elitist wanker. <laughs> it's not, no, I mean, it's not about being elitist, but like, why have you got to act like that? I'm awful, boy. Go away, have a beer, you know, have a sing song, have a laugh. Totally get that. But like, there's a line, and some of them. Hello, Hello Mark, I'm here, David. <laughs> I just bought my Guardian and my uh, rose wine. Come Look at those. Oh, you, Look you, at those two have agree- you two have agreed with this, so don't start backpedaling. I'll say, I'll say. say to- I'll say two Come things on. on this subject. One, agreeing with you, and then one, instantly blowing you out of the water. One, yeah, I kind of do agree to an extent. And the thing that pissed me off the most were at games where I'm, o- I'm over 40 now. I need a piss at half time and ideally a pint. Mm. And then if I do get a pint, I need another piss. So I, I go down onto concourse and I want to be able to have a piss and ideally a pint. But there were certain grounds last seat, well, in, in League One and Championship, where they were getting the bars shut. The bars were going to be open mm. for us, and they were getting them shut by Being just dicks. like, well, doing stuff for YouTube, basically. Um, obviously, setting off pyros, jumping around, chucking beer everywhere. Um, it got to a stage where I was just stood there with my mouth open to catch the beer because they got the bar shut and I couldn't have any. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just couldn't get to the toilet, couldn't get to the bar, and I know that makes me sound old, but that's what I, I just want to... But it weren't just chavs doing it. There were older people involved in some of that. Yeah, wow. I, I think Mark's made the best point of the night, is that all fans at every ground now are like trying to get their 15 seconds of fame, aren't they, on YouTube? Mm. It gets shared and retweeted. Like that guy at MK Dons with the flare on top of the yeah. uh, banner. Amazing picture. But but yeah, when you wanted to get down there for a piss, it's not what it's like, you want to do. You know, to you know, Leicester, Leicester with the Lumo shirt, five two away. Yeah, no one, no one was trying to take a selfie, were they? No, it was Sorry. just pure, pure passion, pure passion, pure but, passion. But then to blow, to, I've sort of agree with Dave there to blow him immediately back out of the water about fans being, you know, just an annoyance. Um, you're the person that nearly got my head kicked in at Exeter away by being ridiculously loud and negative and shouting at the players. So, you know, it works both ways. You've been that person as well. So No, I agree. I think, I think, and it isn't just a United thing. I'm sure every fan's got them, but um, it does seem to have increased, like Andy says, since the kind of social media generation, like everybody filming people in the concourse, like you said, people all smoking it and just, you can't even get to the toilet for a piss because everyone's crowding in there doing whatever they're doing and stuff. And it's like, I do enjoy I some of it. I, I do enjoy some of it. I know you. What do you enjoy? You, I, I think the concourse bit is is pretty, sometimes it can be it can feel quite raw. You know that that singing that bouncing. It's I like it. No, it can. I tell you what. I, you've you've hit a point there. I I agree with you. I I think it were two consecutive away games. One, and I think you might have been there on this one, Andy. We went on to concourse and it was like that. And we were all three of us, I can't remember what game it was, all three of us looking around thinking, this because we managed to get a pint as well. This is brilliant. We're having a drink, a laugh, joining in with all the songs and that. Next away game, a load of people had obviously thought, let's recreate that and film it all. 
and it felt really forced and it's it's the one that got the bar shut the first time that we they got the bar shut by acting like idiots and yeah you're right you've, you've there's two sides to, to it really there's when it's real it's brilliant but when it's forced and it's forcing me not to have a piss that's when i don't like it i, I just think sometimes when i go away and like some of the behaviour on the trains and some of the behaviour around like lo- local towns and you see some of the locals and, and it's like, oh, we're Chef United, we do what we want and all that. It's like, he's just acting like knobs. And m- maybe I am, maybe I'm a bit of a snowflake. Maybe, maybe I need to just, that football, and I need to just get on with it. Uh, and it ain't going to change and stuff. And yeah, some of it, like you say, you have some great days, but just just my opinion. And yeah, you've, you, no one's listening now anyway because they've all turned off because you've slagged them off. So we can say what we want. Slagged now. the whole United fan base. I've, I've said there's a section that act like knobs. But Dave, you remember that uh, concourse game after we beat Wednesday four two? We went to Forest, didn't we? And they were all trying to yeah, see. Yeah, I, jo- I was joining in. I Buffy. was one of them. Yeah, me and you were like, you were chucking me into the middle of the crowd. It's like these knobs. Look at them. Go on, Andy, get in there, lad. Good times. Yeah. I think being me, a football uh, fan. Being a football fan is all about being a knob. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> get out of the It is. It's like football allows you to be a knob and uh, you can yeah. walk out of the ground, go home, stop being a knob. But while you're in the ground, be a knob all you want, as long as you don't hurt anyone. Yeah, it's worse it's to live by that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. No, you, you've answered it well, and I'll take that on board. And next away game I go for, I'll, I'll be right amongst it. You'll be a knob. Jumping yeah. about, throwing beer on your head. I chuck beer on your head. You'll be going, what are you doing, Dave? I'm, I'm taking your words. I'm being a knob. A knob. <laughs> uh, anything else on United at all, or should we move on to our final section? Have we got sections? I think that, no, we've got there, a sec- there's one quick one I want to say, and it and it's this is quite controversial, I think, is that... I'm not bothered about it. He's still eating his pizza and it's got to be cold by now. But I think Andy might agree with this one, actually. I'm not bothered about Wednesday. Or, and even, I'll stay, take it a step further, I want him to do well, just as long as we're doing better. I think it's good for the city, good for good for right. us as well. You're, um, right. You're, right. You're wrong on that one. Totally yeah, I, I, wrong on that one. Well, that's my opinion. And that's why it's an unpopular opinion. So listen I'm to the name of the pod, mate. Massively agree with Mark. It's like... I want to beat Wednesday twice. That's it. Other than that, I don't give a shit. I don't want them to win the Premier League. I don't want them to win Europe. But the, the, the stuff that goes off between the fans is, is ridiculous. It's like, you know, it, it is though, isn't it? It's like, I, don't, I don't like them. I don't, I'm not bothered about them. And some fans, like as soon as we lose, they're looking at Wednesday's score. I can't be arsed with it. Yeah, that wound me up, especially under Adkins' era when we'd be like, or even worse, we're, when we'd be like losing, it'd be so terrible. And someone behind you going, Wednesday's losing. And I'm like, mate, this is the worst football I've ever seen at Bramall Lane. And, and, and we're getting pasted. I know I've said it again, 4-0 by Scunthorpe or whatever. And it's like, I really don't care that Wednesday are losing 1-0 to Forest or whatever it is they're doing. I don't, you know. Can I- can I, can I just come in? I'm changing the subject. I'm sorry. I wanted to bring something up that I forgot to bring up. A fucking goat. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Can I take, can I, I'll clip that out of context. There's something I want to bring up. A fucking goat. Oh, seriously. How the many same goats? goat. 
How many goats can there be? For me, born in 1979, watching United from whatever, 84, Brian Dean is the goat. And if anyone ever suggests another player... Tony Agarda said it. I've got people today calling Zach Brunt the goat. And it's like, piss off. He's a kid, maybe. Dids is the goat. Billy Sharp's the goat. Jonathan Hunt's the goat. No, the goat is Brian Dean. And that's it, or Diego Maradona. It's like this goat. Hang on, you just contradicted yourself. I thought you said there can only be one goat. <laughs> is it Brian Dean or is it Maradona? <laughs> Who's it? Who's the goat, Andrew? Well, international and club. The best club footballer <laughs> of all time. You've got two goats. Brian You've got an international goat and a, and a club goat. The goat's in different fields, aren't they? He's like, he's a livestock farmer and he's got one in one field. <laughs> Do the kids love it? The guy oh, I ever see on Instagram is McBurney. All he does is communicate by goat emojis. <laughs> That's it. He doesn't talk. He just puts goat emojis. He doesn't play football either. Like, Baldock, go. No, I'd agree with that. Don't think it's unpopular. Opinion. Right, that probably is, actually. Because people love it, like he says. You, you, earlier, I said, don't put out, out social media. Now you're saying they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I think we've ended the anything else on United I mean I, I agree with you on the Wednesday thing both if you agree but I do want them to lose and do crap uh, it does make me feel better if they're doing rubbish maybe I'll work with a few Wednesday fans and all that but I, I'd rather them struggle and I think they've a lot of it for me with Wednesday isn't even about Wednesday they do seem to have a lot of arrogant fans who you know Think, think they're better and are on about stuff and they've got a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Rise above it. Like be, the be, be, the, be the better person. In fact, when I say I want to see him doing well, I don't want to, like I said, I want to see him doing well, but us doing way better. For me, the ideal situation, a bit like 90s reversed, you know, when they were in Europe and we were scrabbling around at bottom, but with us winning the derbies. Are you a Wednesday fan, Mark? Yeah, yeah. It's my fifth favourite day at week. No, anyway, I can't can't get behind that. Should we move on to our final section? Conscious of time, and then he's got uh, his twenty fifth piece of pizza to finish Absolute off. Absolutely fat whacker. Um, if, if we're moving well, away, are we well, moving away from football now? Are you yeah, what yeah, moving it's, completely away from. Can football. I just have a quick fire one then? While Andy's eating right. pizza, this is definitely an unpopular opinion. I'm sure you're both going to disagree. I like pineapple on pizza. No one else does. Wrong. I do. Move on. Just put I put it out there. I don't mind. Uh, sorry, mate. I don't mind that at all. I like pineapple with gammon as well. So well okay pineapple with gammon? No, that's fine. That's what, what it goes for. It. <laughs> <laughs> pineapple with John Gammon? Hey, chip one in, won't he? Where's he gone now? Uh, he's gone again. He's gone to get another pizza, I think. I don't know. I've run out of beer. I've had my second beer, actually. I've had, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tap, out. Tap room, perch, rock, pale. Only a little one. Um, I'll wait till he comes back. But I, I thought we could move on and do like music, films, TV. Oh, you like really views on society? We better not get um, started on that. Yeah, just, just, just sort of. Uh, oh, he's back now. So, uh, is anyone? I was, I was going to start with music. Is anyone? I've got one big opinion I want to put across. It is a negative. I'm afraid again on music. Is it? Uh, is it the one that you expressed in the Cavern Club that time? No, 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 no. It's it's not far off that though. Um, 
I weren't going to say the Beatles were shit, but I've got, I have got some groups that I think were hugely overrated, and I'm one in particular I'm going to really zero in on. So shall I start? Go for it. Well, I had a number of groups that I don't rate: uh, Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, Status Quo, UB40, U2. There's, there's, there's a number. He's typed out all of his notes and printed them off. <laughs> I've got notes, yeah. Oh, but but the, one, the, the one band I'm going in with that I really don't rate and just don't get them are Queen. So your third can? You're going to oh, and tonight. For the benefit of the tape, um, not only is uh, David's son giving him abuse, uh, but Andrew's holding up a vinyl copy of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd are probably the one that I, I, I borderline said, uh, and I can see merit in some of their work, but I don't think they did, you know, I don't think they deserve the claim that they get a lot of shit in the stuff they do. I think what but it I'm is, gonna talk... I'm going to psychoanalyze you here. What you've actually described is an entire genre that you don't like. It's as simple as yeah, that. Possibly, you don't possibly. like sort of. I think, I think you've probably also, I think you've also probably highlighted albums you've not listened to <laughs> or. or really got into it's like have you heard of metal have you listened to metal by pink floyd of course he's not i've heard i've heard enough is that he's heard, heard enough. He's, he's not even heard, heard he's enough. not even heard the wall or dark side of the moon he's heard individual songs I have. Off him. no i've i have i've i've tried with i have tried with pink floyd i have tried honestly anyway let me go on to queen uh, my brother-in-law is their biggest fan, so he's not going to be happy with this, but I, I don't like him at all. I think Freddie Mercury was a great performer, um, but I also think everyone goes on about his look and his image, but I think he looks stupid. <laughs> he's tash. I think he thought he was really cool, but I just thought he looked a bit of a knob. He sort of minced around he, what he wore. Um, he wasn't even a very good singer for me. He wasn't, wasn't a good That's singer. Incorrect. That is not no, just, I don't think that... he was a good singer. Don't think he was a good singer. That's fact. That's that's not that's not a controversy. It's an opinion. Not, it's well, not you can't con- say it's factually correct. I don't think he was a good singer. I think everyone's probably- gone. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> gone. Oh. Oh. Well, that's my opinion anyway. Um, I think he could hold an audience, and obviously, you know, does that is the the, 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 oh. the video? <laughs> of it, oh, God. I'm sorry. He, he's the greatest performer at Live Aid in '85. And you're saying he can hold an audience. It's like I can yeah, hold an yeah. audience. I do a best man speech. You but can. You can't. If you stood in front of Wembley Stadium, just clapping constantly back and forth, <laughs> like I don't you know. Think, I don't know. You think you could have got Wembley Stadium going that day to the level that he did? That's what you're saying. <laughs> um, oh I'll, I'll move today, away from this. today. I've no anger. Let me finish, please. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Brian May was a very good guitarist. Taylor on drums, rubbish. Songs, cheesy cliche. Let's go through some of their songs. And granted, there'll be some under, like you said about Pink Floyd, there'll be some I've not sorry, heard all of sorry. these. But... Uh, Freddie Mercury's not here today. We've got someone, a young lad from Sheffield, David Beeden, the new frontman. He's going to stand in the front and just clap. <laughs> and everyone's going to go mad. Hundred thousand time. I think he's going to be a better frontman than Mercury. And let me go through the songs. We are the champions. Rubbish. We will rock you. I want to break free. Another one bites the dust. And the ultimate shit song for me, Bohemian Rhapsody, is rubbish. No, that's wrong. 
it's just... I think that's the most overrated tour of all time. I think it's cheesy, cliched rubbish. I'm not even sure what they are. Are they rock? What What is their genre? What, they what are rock. They? If you listen to the early albums as well, there's some proper, proper stuff yeah, on there. The opera. I think you've probably played a type though, haven't you? The Smiths fans, they don't like Queen, do they? Which is ironic, loves the Queen. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll give Don't Stop Me Now. Don't mind crazy little thing called Love. A few others that are all right, but Kill I don't queen. get the... I don't get the, the fandom around them. I don't get the kind of hype for, for, for Mercury. Um, yeah, massively overrated for me. It's a big opinion. Everyone will not agree with it. A lot will say you're talking shit, but that's my opinion. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> oh, well, no one's here anyway. Yeah, they've all long gone, haven't they? No, but this is about giving controversial opinions. And I just said that just because I want to say it. That's what I feel, and I've said it. So what, what's yours? It's mine. I, actually, I've got a comparable one um, for overrated bands. I touched on it earlier, and I'm going to caveat it again. I'm going to use the word caveat again, and I just have again. Um, Oasis, overrated. Absolutely brilliant, up to and including 1995, and then pretty much every decision they made after Nebworth was incorrect. They should have probably split up after Nebworth. They just they kind of shat on their own legacy, I think, and they just people still worshipped them because they were Oasis, and those first two albums were brilliant, minus about four songs. Incidentally, people forget that there was some filler on those albums. Um, there's filler on every album, though. Those two albums not. were. Sensational. I can name albums. No, well, no, there, there's there's very few albums. There's not there's not many albums you can sell every single song. Well, you've just named like some and de- declared them crap. <laughs> well, that's a my opinion. <laughs> I think Mark's right. I, I don't think, for me, that isn't controversial. I think definitely maybe, what's the Sorry Morning Glory, the B-side album, I can't remember what it was called now. After that, yeah. it, was, it was rubbish for me. Oh, but, fair enough. Uh, I, I thought that was more controversial. I might have well, to go I, don't controver- I don't think it's controversial. They, they were brilliant, like you say, early times, and then they were after that. Although, I think I th- pretty- what, what people don't, remember though is that there was like say some absolute crap on both them albums two two crap on the first one towards end Diggs is dinner and married with children is it both awful yeah. did his dinner did his dinner yeah he'd probably miss it if you put it on a plate and then um, Mark Mark yeah. they were more than that though weren't they they were wilder they were a zeitgeist they were they were like <laughs> They were the era, weren't they? You know, they like were, yeah. Kickers, yeah. Chinos, yeah. Ben Sherman shirts. Let's all listen to Oasis. And like no band had existed like that for us guys at 15, 14, whatever we were. It's like you could, I could apologise a bad song in an album. They were more than that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And I, that's what I'm saying. Up to and including 95, they probably could do nothing wrong. But then after 95, they did everything wrong. They didn't do anything right at all for me. But people carried on. Worshipping them, and I think, yeah, I think they were rubbish from from after night. You take that. They're just the typical story, rock and roll story, aren't they? They overdid it. They believed their own hype. They took too many drugs. And yeah. Gallagher thought he could do what he wanted. Chris Wilder. <laughs> yeah. For me, Andrew, what? Go. On. 
Uh, I'd probably go Britpop was majorly overrated, majorly overrated as a as a genre and an not an era, but definitely the the music that came out at that time. I don't think it holds holds the test of time very well at all. I think it does. I think it, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think I'm going to stand by what I've just said, up to and including '95. I think most of the record recorded output of Britpop was pretty decent. It started to wane in and around 95. The last brilliant stuff were 94, which is probably before it even really began. Because that's when, you know what I mean? That's when it all kicked off 94, probably. And then it got ahead of itself, and then it just got bloated and just fell on its arse. So 95 is how many years ago now? Is it 20, 25 years ago? 26? 20, yeah. It's like in 95, what was 26 years ago? Six In the 60s, weren't it? Yep. Nobody's holding the same standard of music to what we did the sixties in the nineties. That that none of the kids now are bothered about Britpop. Don't give a shit about it. It's... I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Kids will talk about some of the stuff from there. They'll, they'll you know be aware of Oasis and Pulp. Well, and stuff. well maybe I've nailed 15, it. 16 year olds. Controversial opinion. I've got it right here. I, I I don't think it. I don't think it's held the test of time at all. Very well. Oh, apart from the universal and the end by the blur. The blur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, Andrew? You probably didn't understand, know it was happening because you don't even know the names of the bands. So it... <laughs> no, there's, there's some... Right, there's two Blur albums that I think have stood the test of time. Modern Life is Rubbish and Part Life. Uh, two Pulp albums. Uh, his and Hers and Different Class. Um, the two Ace albums, I think if 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 I could scroll. What you're saying is record two albums, then stop. Back then up. stop. Yeah, effectively. Supergrass. Yes, yeah, Supergrass. Super. Actually, Supergrass carried on, but they weren't really Britpop, were they? They were sort of a bit out of it, really. Don't know I think it. Would you class think... as like Ash as Britpop? They're a bit more rock, weren't they? I think, and yeah. and they they sort of came. I know they've been around through it, but they sort of they. I think after. one band I love from that era that don't class, get classes, but two bands don't get classes Britpop is Radiohead and Massive Attack, who for me have stood, they've surpassed everything in that era by a long way, uh, which you may disagree with, but you know I, I love both of those bands. No, good, but yeah, Radiohead, bit not for me. Massive <laughs> Attack, I'll give you. Massive Attack, I'll give you, but not for me. Radiohead, I think. No, but Radiohead, I think, again, at the time, I, you know, I, I liked them. But like, I look back now and I don't think they've, for me, I don't, they haven't, for me, stood the test of time. And I, I don't, I will list them now and think, oh, that's, that was brilliant. But it's opinions, isn't it? It is, and it's a good way to finish the, the pod. <laughs> oh, we finished? I've, I've got all sorts of things. He's <laughs> had enough, funny. I was listening to the Benz by Radiohead. I was, was going to slag off Doctor Who. <laughs> I was going to... Got all sorts of things to go through. Go on, go some quick fire ones then on on other things. I mean, oh, if, uh, if we're sticking on his... music, I mean, we've got, I've got all sorts. I mean, I, I can't be bothered to go into them, but I I think John Lennon's rubbish. Oh, um, for <laughs> I think no, I think I think the, the beat the, the Beatles were were brilliant. We're all right. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. absolutely. As as you know, Andrew, I absolutely love the Beatles. Um, and I and I slagged Dave off when we were in Cavern Club before Everton game, and he said they were rubbish. 
But I think I think they're all they were greater than the sum of the parts, weren't they? They were like the Wilder team, greater than the sum of the parts. And again, I've gone over the top. Lennon wasn't rubbish, but he's not. He's not, not what he's everyone makes him out. He's not. He's not what everyone makes him out to be. He'd have he'd have three good songs and then have seven bad songs. Harrison's solo album was. Okay. Uh, is there any other quick fire pit? I mean, as I was about to say, I, I, I was going to about films and TV and stuff. There are a number of films that I think are overrated, but uh, Doctor Who for me just never got Doctor Who. No, I agree with that. I'm, I'm nev- I've never been into Doctor, Doctor Who, and I'm, I'm into my Star, uh, into my uh, Star Wars, and some of my sci-fi, but Star Trek as well. I, I weren't a massive fan of, and I know the earlier stuff was probably better, but. I don't know, Doctor Who, it's, it's gone. It's obviously people like it because I think it's been going since the early 60s. But it just, the concept's just ridiculous. I it's think... absolutely ridiculous. It's, maybe that's what makes it. It's that absurd that that's why people like it. But I don't, when I've watched them and I think it's shit storyline, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I think, I think a lot of people agree with that and that's particularly controversial. I think. I think it. I think science fiction type stuff does divide people, doesn't it? So I don't think there's going to be too many people that you know. You're going to get people that do agree with you, should I say? Um, I mean, talking films, James Bond films are rubbish. There's two or three that are good. You're wrong on that. You're absolutely wrong on that. He's gone, isn't he? Has he been (laughs) sniffing stuff? He's just saying stuff for effect now. At least I believe my queen opinion. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with a new feature because we're a bit random, aren't we? We love it, don't we? So I'm gonna give you five comparisons, blades players, and I want you to go quick fire, and we'll see what we come out with. So you've got five, two players, and you've got to say as quick as you can without much thought who you think was a better player for United, not over their career for United. So impact for United. Okay. You ready? Cool gallon. Go on. So, <laughs> no, go on. and we'll score it at the end. You ready? Go on then. Paddy yeah. Kenny or Henderson? Darius Henderson. <laughs> Come on. Uh, for United, Paddy Kenny. Henderson. Well, okay. Dean Saunders or Gareth Taylor? Saunders. Uh, Saunders, probably. Mark Patterson or Gordon Cowens? Cowens. Patterson, I think he was more effective for us. Paul Beasley or Brian Gale? Oof, that's a tricky one. I think Beasley over like over time, over how long he played for us. Beasley, impact-wise, yeah. Dane Whitehouse or Glyn Hodges? <laughs> uh, Whitehouse just. Hodges for me. And then I know I'm 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 just buttering up to the question master here, but thank you. I don't what, have any. What's your answers? I'd go for Henderson. Kenny or Henderson, I'd go Henderson. Saunders or Taylor, I'd go Saunders. Patterson or Cowens, I'd probably go Patterson. Beasley, Gale, Beasley, Whitehouse, Hodges, <laughs> Hodges, because. <laughs> Just because it's my favorite, one of my favorite ever players. You, you know, the thing is about them two, uh, White House, Sheffield, like from the manor, all that sort of stuff. And he scored 
them two massive, massive derby goals for us. Um, one at Lane and one at Hillsborough. But the t- I, I still remember much more clearly Hodges' uh, goal for us in his debut against Derby absolutely went bananas for that one. And then his goal against Man United in the Cup. You know, it's, they, were just, they, just, they just seemed to be bigger moments for me, even though the other two were against that's Wednesday. Cause, that's because you're, you're a Wednesday fan. Well, there is that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that. Remember that goal he scored against Wednesday from about 40 yards? Yeah, Pressman yeah, was wondering, didn't he? Intercepted yeah. it, banged it Brilliant. in. Brilliant player. Down, Brilliant player. The only other things I had on quickfire opinions was uh, work's really good. Um only realised this from COVID that I actually quite enjoy work now and I wouldn't want to not work. Uh, silly opinion, but that's what I believe at the moment. Um, good things about COVID is that uh, I've not had to see people as much, which is opposite to what I've said about going to work, which so don't make sense. But um, that's what I'm worried about, uh, things opening up again, having to interact with the aforementioned idiots I talked about, etc. Agreed? Well, yeah, I mean, if you've managed to avoid... I mean, if you manage to keep your job, if you manage to avoid, you know, illness, death, right. you know, all that sort of stuff. If you if you've managed to stay safe and keep your job and keep your livelihood and all that, I've actually quite enjoyed lockdown to an extent. And it, that sounds ridiculous, but work's been okay. I've been busier than ever, which, like, say, keeps you ticking over. Not commuting for me is huge. Um, mm. I got more time, you know, because of that. Not commuting saved money. I've not had to do things I don't want to do. And I think it helps if you just get on with the people you live with, doesn't it? I think I think the reason some people find it hard is they don't actually like the family. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've liked it... going to work. I must admit, I'm glad I, I have to because obviously I've been at school. I'm glad I go because it gives me a bit of a focus to get out of the house and I enjoy coming home and there's a bit of a split between home and work sort of thing, whereas it all muddling into one. Um, I, I quite like that. I liked when I was on lockdown, I was going to work like three days a week. I was at home two days. Now I'm like five days. It's a bit much. But um, yeah, it's certainly had it's had its, it. There are some positives that have come out of it. I know it's been incredibly negative time. And That's a huge I think, time, I think, like you say, Dave, I think I've realised how important the commute is, you know, just from resetting from being at home to being at work. That half an hour, that 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, whether you're cycling or you're walking or you get the bus, is vital from setting the, uh, setting the scene from being at home to being at work. And, and I've not been able to do that for a year. Yeah. So yeah. says the someone work. who didn't have to go on M1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but... Uh, no, I, I'd rather have a, a, an option of maybe do three days at home, two days at work. I'd love no, that. No, this is it. When I get back to work, that I, I agree with that. That's when things get back to normal. I want to do that. I want some a few days at home because I get way more done. There's no fanning around and you know no commuting and stuff like that. But yeah, you do need that interaction and going into work every now and again. You do, you do definitely. It's like, and I think you know we're going into bigger stuff here. Like Nationwide has said, you can work wherever you want to their staff. It's like, well, it, they've got to with a, a name like that, haven't they? It's such a big thing, though, because my wife's from Wales. She wants to move back home. So I could potentially live in Wales with Sarah, but still work at Hallam Uni. How would you get to Bramall Lane? I'm not bothered about that. (laughs) I just go to away games, I wreck some. 
Hey, you never know. That could be coming in the next few years. It will yeah. be. Will be. If we get Appleton. <laughs> anyway, I've enjoyed that. It's been all. It's been all negative. Yeah. But, you know. The, the only others I had was uh, jeans are really uncomfortable. I prefer wearing tracky bottoms. Uh, drinking coffee is better than beer. And I don't like British people. That was it. <laughs> there you go. All right. But why I, mean, I, I could have I discussed them at, uh, at length, but I think the uh, the, the points are made there. If, so if we're doing that, then. If, right if we're chucking them out there, I'm going to go with... I, I don't know if I've fallen into... Um, market employees here but so I don't know if this is actually uh, unpopular or not but I think Marmite's alright I don't love it or hate it I think it's okay, um, okay. I don't think I don't think Wagon Wheels have shrunk I think they're alright um, I don't believe in guilty pleasures you know if, if you like mm. ABBA if you like Dire Straits uh, not Queen though but not Queen um, you know it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of you know if you like things that people don't deem as cool I like those bands that I've just mentioned um, I think podcasts are crap, um, which yeah, is ironic. But if you've made it this far, you'll know why I'm saying that. Uh, I think Las Vegas is crap. Um, it's not. It's not anywhere. It's not. It's not USA. It's not anything. It's just people forcing. LA is crap as well. Glad that is. Yeah, and I think drinking in the house is overrated. I love what it's all about for me is drinking out as a social occasion, and that's probably why I've managed to be fairly teetotal these last sort of three months apart from tonight, which probably shows with some of my wild opinions. And finish on a positive one, I think the TV licence is amazing value. Where do you stand on TVs on walls? I think that's absolutely You stand shit. on them, they're on walls, it's difficult. Why, why, why do people put TVs on their walls? Why do they like, put, why don't they just have them, like, why do they erect them onto the walls? I don't get that. Did, I, I think what they're doing it. is they're, they're saving space, neatness and all that, but they what they're doing is negating the way that you're supposed to watch telly, which is your eyes at the level yeah, yeah, of roughly yeah. the top of the Why telly. Why would you look up to a TV? It's ridiculous. It's like those knobs that have clocks on walls with an open fireplace. I know. <laughs> For the benefit of the looks, listener. Looks good, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew Womble is laughing from a, a room with an open fireplace and a clock above it. Any quick five points nice before we you. finish? Yeah, go on then. No, have you got any quick five points, Andrew, before we finished uh, on life in general? Uh, you want to criticise? No, praise? I just realised I, I am Mark Webster. Everything that he said there <laughs> was probably it. what oh, actually, I think. All right, then I've got one that you won't agree with. Um, I wanted to finish on a positive one. TV licence is good value, but uh, Manchester, everything to do with Manchester is overrated. There you go. So that's where I've got a problem with, that type of stuff. <laughs> that type of, like, obvious negative... That obvious, it's just obviously trying to wind people up. I've got a problem with that. Beden, you are the king of that. I know. Like, but it always works because you fall into it. You, it's how suckers you're right in. I just knew it be reaction. Just be alternative <laughs> for the sake of it. Yeah. I have a problem with that. And if anyone on who's listening who's still available, that's still on the pod, <laughs> if you're alternative just for the sake of it, then get off our pod because I am not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, that's what we've done all for the last however long we've been rambling on. Yeah. <sighs> there's there's nothing wrong with having an opinion on things. Not no, there isn't. Wrong. There isn't. Right, actually, I think we've. Have you I not think got we've any quick fire good You not got any? Uh, Andrew. No, I haven't. I, I've said all mine. 
Right. Like, okay, then. A, a quick, because there's a couple that some of the listeners put in, which this, this uh, the only one, the only opinion, and, and I've probably discussed with some people with my Duffy one, and obviously some of Dave's were ridiculous. But the only one that truly surprised me when we put it on the S2, well, I resurrected an old thread on the S2 uh, forum for S24SU. Some guy said he hated the 89 to 91 away kit. Fucking hell. <laughs> that, that is the only one that surprised me. Who said that? Uh, I think it's, well, it's, I think it's called Nine Inch Nallis, which is a good username. <laughs> you got it out of here. I mean, how he knows his nine inch, I don't know. But um, but he, he did that, and, he, and then he followed it up and said he preferred the, the Midas ones to it and the Diamond ones. So He's trying to, he's trying to wind people. I think he must be trying yeah, to wind people. He's just but, doing it. But he's then he followed it up with he didn't think shot. Coots was any good either, which I would say that Coots, if it had not broken his leg, would have been better than Norwood, which is an unpopular opinion as well. would would have been? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of people who've got opinions that are wrong, even though it's good to have opinions. <laughs> right, so I've enjoyed that. It's been nice to put the world to right, slag everyone off. Uh, we'll have no fans left. By the time people listen to this, our followers will be uh, half, especially after I called them all knobs. Can I just say for the record, I don't think all fans are knobs. Uh, yeah, some. and let's be honest, take it in the spirit it was intended, which is... David slagging you off, not us. So, and I'm a knob. I'm one of them. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, that no. I genuinely think some of them are knobs, and I think they should be called that. Oh, dear. I'm not. We, we nearly made it to end without personal <laughs> abuse. Well, uh, thank God it's not on every week. <laughs> when are we next playing? Leeds um, on Good Friday. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds at Easter, which, as I touched on at the last part, uh, last time Friday. that happened, it was my 12th birthday. We lost 4-0. I had a great time, referee. Here's how I think I think we'll beat Leeds. <laughs> and I think Moose, Moose And that, kids, is why you shouldn't drink. <laughs> Good night. I hope you enjoyed night, it. Everyone. If you've got to the All end, the congratulations. And, yeah, Thank do let you. us know what you think. Uh, even if that's that you hate us. <laughs> Cheers. Bye.